Hello and welcome to the Gentle Living Podcast, a podcast for the highly sensitive soul seeking calm, balance and a more gentle way of living. My name is Becky Corbett, a holistic nurse and highly sensitive person based in sunny Brisbane, Australia. It is my mission to empower you to flourish and thrive with all the tools and resources that you need to nurture the nervous system through combining elements of science, spirituality, and intuition. I'm so grateful to have you here. Hello, gentle soul, and welcome to episode 37 and week two of four weeks of gentle living. My apologies, this week two, this episode is being released a little bit later than what I had intended. I've had a little bit of stuff going on personally and I just couldn't keep up as much as I would have liked to. Uh, So I had a few little challenges pop up which reminded me of the importance of slowing down. And this is exactly what I'm trying to guide you through with these episodes too. So I hope that this also gives you permission wherever you are, whether you're at the end of the year now, or whether you're at the start of the year or at any other point of the year to be slowing down and just letting go of the things that you don't need to, or the things that aren't serving you anymore. Anyhow, I'm really excited to be here with you this week. Today we will take a journey to connect with your intuition and explore why intuition is your superpower as a highly sensitive person. Now you may be able to hear some birds in the background, um, so I hope that serves as some some nice ambient noise for you. (laughs) Uh, It's the evening here and all the birds are coming out and there are some insects, cicadas making a bit of noise out there too and we are at the height of summer here in Australia. So yeah, all the creatures are pretty much buzzing at the moment. If you're tuning in for four weeks of gentle living just now, welcome. I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to episode 36, which is week one, if you haven't already, as this sets the foundation of these four weeks together. And if you haven't already registered to receive your accompanying email guides for four weeks of gentle living, be sure to register at www.thegentlelivingnurse.com forward slash four weeks of gentle living. I have created this series for you to relax, unwind and reconnect with your inner calm. You can probably hear some noisy birds out there at the moment. Uh, I said this last episode and I'll remind you again, if you'd like to see actual benefit from these four weeks, don't just tune in and passively listen, but also do the practices, implement and integrate. That's why I've created the accompanying email guides as prompts for you as well. So let's get started. So today, let's talk about intuition. As a highly sensitive person, you have the wonderful gift and superpower of intuition. Now, every single person on the planet has the gift of intuition. It is one of our senses. But the reason that it's more finely attuned for the HSP is for a couple of different reasons. And the first one is because of our sensitive nervous systems, how we receive and process information. We are aware of of much more information and are really sensitive to the energy in our environments thanks to our sensitive nervous systems. So having a sensitive nervous system is actually quite a gift. 
Some HSPs feel that it is having a sensitive nervous system is a lot like having a, is a lot like a burden really and it can certainly feel that way sometimes when it's overwhelmed and exhausted. Uh, but when we understand how the highly sensitive nervous system uniquely works and if we're doing the work to keep our nervous systems balanced we then have a high functioning sensory system which can also be an incredibly intuitive perceptive system for us too and the second reason is with a sensitive nervous system comes the ability to sense subtleties in the information that we receive And this is a core part of how effective intuition works. The problem for us HSPs can be the ability to differentiate between messages of intuition versus anxiety. And this is what I hear a lot from my fellow HSPs. And it's something that I have struggled with for a long time in the past as well. Have you ever had a really bad feeling about something and then absolutely believed that it it meant that something bad was about to happen? In these situations, either it didn't, so anxiety, or it did, intuition. This can be a good place to begin to understand the differences between anxiety and intuition because many or most of us as HSPs have an intimate understanding and an experience of anxiety. You may have experienced it for most of your life or it may have surfaced intermittently at different periods throughout your life. What has helped me to understand and differentiate between the two and is a practice that I share with my clients is to begin to notice the different qualities or energies between anxiety and intuition and how it shows up for you. Think back to two separate personal examples where you were sure that something bad was about to happen and it did. And also think of an example of when it didn't. What were the key differences between these examples in terms of the way that your anxiety and your intuition spoke to you? How did they have different languages or how did they have different qualities? Common differences are with anxiety, it's often loud, it can be sudden, it's overbearing, overwhelming, it's insistent, it's chattering, it's like an overprotective, nagging parent or spouse or partner. The experience of anxiety is also a result of the collective information that we've gathered in our minds from all of our past experiences. And we use those past experiences to attempt to predict future outcomes as a way to keep ourselves safe. This makes sense if you had a particular experience in the past that resulted in something like an injury or a mental trauma. Your brain will store that experience and aim to prevent you from doing that ever again. However, it can also hinder us in that we can take our past experiences and overgeneralize them to future experiences, and then we end up missing out on some really great things in life. For example, you may be reluctant to resume dating after a painful breakup, or you may have done something that left you feeling embarrassed, so you avoid being in a similar situation again. As you can see, anxiety therefore relies upon drawing on past experience and in some cases overextending this. When we're using, when we're drawing upon anxious experiences or if when anxiety is dominating, we're drawing upon the more reptilian or ancient parts of the brain and trying to use logic. 
Whereas intuition is subtle, it's persistent, but it's consistent as well. It's gentle but firm. It's got the energy for me anyway, I've noticed, as being a take it or leave it. So it'll provide you with insight, but it won't nag at you like anxiety does. It's wise. It's like a wise teacher who's willing to impart wisdom onto you, but it's up to you to listen to it and actually implement it. And it requires that you listen and understand The experience of intuition differs greatly from anxiety in that it is thought to be predominantly right-brained phenomenon, whereas, like I said before, anxiety stems more from your ancient or reptilian parts of the brain. It doesn't rely on information gathered from past experience stored in your mind, and it's usually experienced as an inner knowing without explanation. Understanding the way in which each one speaks with you is going to be unique to you. Then it's about noticing when anxiety and when intuition visit and how both of them physically feel because they are different. Anxiety is most likely present when you're tense, when your breathing is shallow, fast, or your breath holding, heart is pounding, mind is racing, cortisol is peaking. Intuition, on the other hand, is most likely present when you're in a calmer state. But don't worry, it's always there. It's always accessible. Even when you are in the midst of an anxious state, you are able to flip over to a more intuitive or perceptive state. And it's more likely to arrive when our breathing is low, deep, slow, more stable. The mind is a little bit more settled. We're more in a parasympathetic state. Often we notice the physical sensations before we notice either intuition or anxiety. And this is why if you're in the midst of an anxious state, it's important to identify the physical symptoms you're experiencing and consciously calm your nervous system to allow the subtle voice of intuition to speak. When I support my clients to access and communicate with their intuition, I guide them into a calmer state. So this may be into a bit more of a meditative state or offloading some stresses that may be on their mind. Uh, It's really about switching the switch, I suppose, from that anxious, chattering state to the more grounded state. And this is your focus this week so that you can begin to understand the language and the way in which your intuition uniquely speaks with you. And it is different for all of us. This is where it can be really helpful to understand more about the science of intuition, because yes, science does actually have quite a bit to say on the topic and it is ever evolving. If you are after a resource, a book that I recommend checking out, which I've had on my bookshelf for many years and I continue to revisit over the years too, and it was actually gifted to me by my dad, and it's called The Silver Mind Control Method by Jose Silva. The copy I have is very old. Um, It was first published in the 70s. He was quite a pioneer in his field, Jose Silva. He offers practical strategies to access your intuition and also explains how different brain waves are associated with different states of being, whether alert, anxious, or in a more intuitive and creative state. 
P.S. I'm not an affiliate and I'm not trying to sell you this book or anything. It's just been really helpful for me to get a grasp around the science of intuition and it can help you as well to really understand the science and the different brain waves that you'll be going in between when you're either in an anxious state or in a more intuitive state. Many scientific studies have shown that through EEG, which stands for electroencephalograph studies, which are pretty much probes that are attached to the head and they detect our brainwave activity, that different brainwaves are associated with different mental states and it's possible to consciously switch between them. So we do have an element of control. Generally, the majority of us will navigate our days in what's called a state of beta brainwaves. So in science, this is regarded as normal rhythm of the brain during alertness and also during anxiety. It's associated with logic, rationalization, problem solving, processing of information. So we become quite reactive to what's happening to us. The good news is, though, you can shift from beta to the more intuitive state regarded as alpha brainwaves, which Jose Silva also explains in his book. Science has regarded alpha as being like a bridge from the subconscious to the conscious. In this state, we are still alert and responsive, but calm, grounded. We have increased mental resourcefulness. We have more of an ability to think outside the square, think creatively, come up with creative solutions. This is the ideal state that we want to be in to be alert yet intuitive. Remember, it is the bridge between the subconscious and the conscious. And this state is most dominant as soon as we wake in the morning and before we go to bed, but we can easily access it through things like meditation or grounding ourselves with other calming practices. It's not the only state in which you can be intuitive, though. The research has indicated that theta brainwaves are identified during EEG studies for people in the midst of deep meditation, prayer or trance. Of course, this state can therefore be accessed via these practices to receive deep intuitive guidance, but preferably in solitude and in a safe space too. It's not something you don't want to be in theta states while you're at work or (laughs) driving to work or anything like that. Okay, so how can you begin to access your intuition in your waking life so that it actually supports you in your daily decisions and make that switch between a beta dominant state to alpha? Your practice for this week is to train your brain to switch from beta to alpha on command. We are going to do this by having more mindfulness around the information that you're consuming and by noticing the energetic qualities of the things around you. So the people, the places, animals, pets, food, everything around you. Firstly, recognize that your default brainwaves are probably in that anxious and overactive state as you take in and process information around you and react to what's happening in your day. Your work is to therefore increase your mindfulness around the information that you're consuming, the information that you're allowing in and focusing on. Are you waking up and first thing in the morning, picking up your phone or electronic gadgets, watching the news, rushing around, pretty much just taking in this bombardment of information? If you are, stop right there. Remember, alpha is dominant when we wake up. 
So rather than allowing yourself to rush straight into beta and the stress and flicking out of that intuitive state, begin to consume information more slowly or reduce the information that you're exposing yourself to. Over the next week, make it your priority to wake up slowly. These four weeks of gentle living are all about letting go of the things that aren't serving you and allowing yourself to move slowly. Notice your body in bed, notice the sensations, allow yourself time just to be with you. It can be really difficult to begin with. It's tempting, I know, to jump out of bed and grab your phone and get on with your day, but this is where you begin to train your brain to familiarize and reacquaint itself with the beta state. As you go about your day, when you notice any increasing agitation or overwhelm, stopping right there, closing your eyes, disconnecting from all incoming information, or even better, removing yourself from the situation. If you've got a busy meeting at work or something that you can't actually get out of or avoid, perhaps remove yourself from that situation for a couple of minutes and go for a deep breath outside or just anywhere that you can have a little bit of privacy, a little bit of time in solitude, even a couple of minutes. Before you make a decision, taking a big belly breath in and releasing. Take a few rounds of this if you need, and then feel into the right decision. When we breathe in, we activate the sympathetic nervous system. And when we breathe out, we reconnect with the parasympathetic nervous system, the branch of calm, the branch that connects us with our intuition. Finally, begin to really notice the energetic qualities of the people and the places that you encounter. Are they light, heavy, uplifting, energizing, draining, playful, fun? Attaching a label to the qualities can really help us to begin to sense the energies of different things and it can really help to strengthen our intuitive muscles. The science and art of intuition is understanding the brain and optimizing it plus noticing energy or vibes and having these guide your decisions and your daily life so that you're connected with your values when you do you will make more meaningful decisions and you'll encounter increased synchronicities as well so little gifts will pop up for you too little unexpected chance encounters (laughs) and remember there is never any rush So that's it. That is this week's episode for uh, four weeks of gentle living. I hope that this has been helpful. Thank you so much for being here, gentle soul. And if you'd like to receive the email guide for your prompts and practices for this episode and for all the other episodes within the four weeks of gentle living, be sure to register for free at www.thegentlelivingnurse.com forward slash four weeks of gentle living speak with you next week thank you so much for tuning in gentle soul if you've enjoyed this podcast please subscribe and leave me a comment and rating this helps immensely to boost the visibility of this podcast making it easier for fellow hsps to find and to tune in 
If you're seeking more connection and would like to find out more about the trait of high sensitivity, come join us in the Gentle Living for the Highly Sensitive Soul Facebook community. Or if you'd like more tailored and individualized support, you can visit my website to find out more. The links can be found in the show notes.